Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Everything Boston Red Sox. This is Red Sox Review on WEEI. center field hit deep back goes Kike back to the warning track looking up it's gone a three run homer for Randy Arosa swing and a miss strike three it's over the Tampa Bay Rays beat the Red Sox again the final raise eight Red Sox four Tampa Bay now leads the season series 11 to four you know what I just read? You know what I just found out, figured out? The Red Sox, they've lost eight straight games at Tampa. That's so bad. Okay, that's so bad. Because Tampa's not that good. You know, they're good. They're always good. They're not that good. To lose eight straight games at Tampa uh, just continues to put into perspective what happened this season, what this season was at its core, okay? A major disappointment and none more than what they did in the division in the American League East. So on Sunday, I'm talking to KJ, okay? And he tried to outline for me, shout out to KJ, he tried to outline for me some mysterious, mystical path that the Red Sox had to go 13-2 and and climb back in some kind of wild card race. Okay, and I informed them that the Patriots were more likely to start 3-0 and than for that to happen. Okay? It didn't happen. Okay? it didn't. I told them it wasn't going to happen. It didn't happen. This Red Sox team, this Red Sox team came up short all year long. And I've kept saying this, and I understand, you know, we're not taking out all, all the old receipts right now, but last year, was different. When I saw them struggle after the trade deadline, I knew. I knew we'd see the old Red Sox eventually. I knew we would, and we did. This year, it was clear as day that the, the real Red Sox, they were the team that was losing every game to their division opponents. That was the real Red There was no other Red Sox this year. So even if they, you know, flashed a glimmer of hope or they played well for a stretch of games, that you knew who was coming up or coming back. Sooner rather than later. These Red Sox. You knew who they were going to be. It starts at the top. You can start with High and Bloom. That's fine. I do not put all the blame on High and Bloom. Okay, I still think High and Bloom can be an asset to this organization. I do. But I'm going to say this about High and Bloom. 
Okay? Because I've supported him, as I just said. But next year is the year. Okay? I understand that his, his approach requires patience. And I'm a patient man. But now we're talking about year four. Next year. This year's lost. Next year, year four, different ball game. No pun intended. Let's hear from Red Sox manager Alex Cora about the loss tonight in Tampa. They, they, they hit the fastball early on, right? Uh, you know, Diaz, Margot, and Arizona. And then after that, the third inning, it was soft contact, right? The bun and uh, uh, of the end double. And, you know, it was a weird outing. You know, he finished strong. He gave us four. Uh, but that those first three hitters, you know, they, they hit fastballs and they hit them hard. Nice to see Tristan hit his first home run. Yeah, good at bat. You know, um, 3-2, he covered a pitch up in his own, and he got out of the ballpark, you know, and uh, you see the quality of the bats, you know. He, he, he knows the strike zone. I know, you know, he struck out a few times today, but there were deep counts, you know, and he's staying away from certain areas, and, um, you know, this is who he is. You know, he's a guy that he understands the strike zone, and, um, you know, he's going to keep learning. How's, uh, how's Andrew doing? Uh, back spasms, so um, you know he came in in the sixth inning, and you know just told us you know like he he was locked up. So we'll stay away from him tomorrow, and then we'll see how he feels for Friday. Seems like they were trying to bust Tristan in a lot this this these last two games. How goes it just to see him make that adjustment? And hit that no, game? he he you see it. He choked up. He spread out. You know he he used the whole field. So. Uh, it's a good learning experience. That's a good pitching staff, and he's going to see that the rest of the month. You know, we play, you know, the Rays and Baltimore and the Yankees and Toronto. So it's a good introduction to the AL East, you know, and he's going to learn a lot, a lot this month. So JD was in the lineup and then he was out. What happened? Just a little bit tight, you know. Uh, he'll be ready for tomorrow. All right, so that was Alex Cora. I mean, what do you want me to take away from that? Listen, you give up right off the bat, right immediately as the game starts, you give up three balls that were hit how hard? Average exit velo of 105 miles an hour, and then a Rosarena hits a three-run shot. Three-run shot, best play in baseball. Best play in baseball. Changes the game almost every time it happens, and you do that to start, to lead off the game. You know, it was I mean, Rich Hill. He had the masterpiece the last time against Tampa. Not so much tonight. Okay, this game was over before it started with Rich Hill. Unfortunately. Okay, and that's what you're going to get with a 40-whatever Rich Hill. Okay, because this team, they are what they are at this point. And just going back to my point I was going to make before Alex Cora took to the mic. I'm a high and bloom guy. I've supported him. But next year is the year. Next year, I'm patient. We've been patient. We're patient. We get it. Got to be patient. But four years, that's patience. Okay? And I'm not saying he hasn't done anything productive. He's done a lot of things productive in my mind. I'm just saying I need to see the next level productive. I need to see not just guys surprise us, but I don't want to see any recycled bodies here next year. Can't have that. Not in year four. I need to see aggressiveness. I need to see moves being made with conviction. And I need to see results next year. There is no excuse for there to be a gaping hole at first base for a quarter or half of next season. None. Not next year. There is no excuse for there to be a bullpen that is a sorry state of affairs for almost this entire season. I mean, how many times have the Red Sox blown a save? Was it 25 times? 
I mean, that's a bad, bad number. This is the Boston Red Sox. You can't allow that to happen. There was a required approach when you went into business with High and Bloom. Patience, letting it happen, building up the farm, all of those things. But now, going into next year, all that better start to come to the forefront. I better start seeing prospects emerge. You know, whatever Derek Jeter you got down there on the farm, I better see him. I don't care if that's Marcelo Mayer. I don't freaking care if you bring up the the 19-year-old. Um, what's his what's the kid's name? Blice? Blice? I'm gonna look his name up. But they're raving about him. He's like 18 years old right now. I need to see somebody come up. I need to see aggressive moves be made for starting pitching, for relievers, for established veterans. That's not recycled old hats. For established veterans that can still be productive. That's what I need to see. The time is now beginning after this season, essentially. So I've been patient with High and Bloom. But eventually, you have to start seeing real results. And it's not even about... It's really not even about the results. It's about the attempt with you being the the guy running the Boston Red Sox. Blaze Jordan, by the way, was that name you were looking for. He's a third baseman, a first baseman. Right now he's at uh, single A+. plus. That is not the name. There's another guy. I know who you're talking about. That's another guy. That's another guy. But there is another player who is 18 years old. Oh, I see it. Miguel Blaze. Miguel Blaze. Now they're talking about him like he's the next just he's Mookie Betts but taller. That's what they're saying. Now, super early in the process. Okay? But if this kid is tearing it up and has all this potential, you know, maybe it's a little premature, but I'm just saying some of these guys that you have gotten or drafted or have put into this farm system that you've been tasked with rebuilding, I need to see something. You know? Give me something or go out and get somebody because it's time. Let's talk to uh Let's talk to Ken in California. Has a question. Hey, Ken. Hey. hey, how are you? How are you? Um, I got a question. Why would somebody like Bogarts or Vasquez come back to this dumpster fire that Hein Bloom has created? Why would they do that? Well, Vasquez, you talking about Christian Vasquez? Yeah. 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 I, I don't think he's going to come yeah, back. Um, no way. You know, I. it's a good question. Thanks for the call. Um, I wouldn't. And in fact, you know, I, I give credit to Xander Bogarts. The guy appears to be extremely loyal, and I salute him. You know, I salute that. Um, you know, I guess to answer the question for Ken, historically the Red Sox are a winning organization, and not only that, um, how do they do in years after they come in last place? Usually do all right. Sometimes they win the World Series. It's happened, like, more than once. So, you know, if you really believe in the approach, now I can't believe, based on what we've seen happen this year, that Xander Bogarts truly believes in High and Bloom's approach. You know? Um, For whatever reason, obviously he didn't like the Christian Vasquez trade. They were boys. Other moves that they didn't make or tried to make but failed or whatever. Some of the players, we caught wind that some of the players didn't love what the approach seemed to be. I don't know why he'd necessarily want to come back, especially when you consider the fact that he was embarrassed or felt slighted or felt uh, like Bloom slapped him in the face with some of the offers that they gave or offered him. So I don't know 
why he would want to come back. I don't know why the Red Sox would ask for him to come back on a number that was close to what he'd be looking for. Honestly, at this point, I know he's a great leader and a great player. But when you consider his age and what type of money he will command and his production this year, I'm sorry. Like I, I to, to me, the blame for this season, Xander Bogarts is atop the mountain for blame for this season. He has not been good on the field. I think he's been mopey off the field. Now, he is far from the only one that deserves a fair share of the blame. But when you're talking about arguably the best player on the team, the leader on the team, when you combine some of the mopiness and the rhetoric surrounding his contract situation and future in association with the bad play on the field and the and the subpar numbers, especially the power numbers, I'm, you are atop the list of people to blame for a bad season. I'm sorry. Bloom is up there, too. Bloom's up there. But the players haven't gotten it done, and specifically Xander Bogarts, and he will admit that. How did the how did that meet of that lineup do tonight? Bogarts 0 for 3, Devers 0 for 4, Story 0 for 3. That's not gonna work. And it's been like this many times this year. We've seen that type of performance from your dudes. It's baseball. I get it. Guys go into slumps. You know, guys have bad years. The swing is a finicky creature, but these are your best players who are going to command how many hundreds of millions of dollars. Like, it's just not good enough. Especially during these stretches of the schedule where you have to have some of these games. Not good enough. Let's talk to Chris in the car. Hey, Chris. Hey, thanks for taking the call. I I love what you're chatting about tonight. Uh, Quick question, and I'll take the answer off air. I I mean, I I get it high in bloom at this point is the the captain of the ship, but... uh, you know, was he given a ship with a rudder? Was he given a ship with a propeller? And was he given a ship with an engine in the engine room? And on that note, I'll uh, I'll take take the answer off air. Thanks. All right. Well, that's I didn't really understand the question, but that's fine. I think what he's saying is like because he talked to me beforehand. Yeah, yeah. He talked about Dombrowski. Did he say like, oh, did Dombrowski like set him up to fail? Essentially, is the question. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, because he did strip a lot of those assets down in the farm system to get those big-name guys he brought in. But that's why we knew it was going to be... See, I've said this a bunch about High and Bloom. We knew it was going to be a process. And if Chris, you know, what what I'm not... You know, what I wanted High and Bloom to do, and I've used this analogy before, you know, he used the money ball approach. He was down in Tampa where they didn't have a lot of money. Okay, but now... You run the Red Sox, the Boston Red Sox, and you do have more money. Now, I don't know what the orders were from from ownership, but you have money. And you can spend money in ways that you couldn't with Tampa. So what I wanted him to do, and maybe this is just obvious or, you know, kind of me being a fool, but I, I was hoping he'd be more akin to Theo Epstein. Like, Theo Epstein, I thought, did a good job of marrying the analytics and that type of world with... Big market spending, this is the Boston Red Sox. You know, I thought he did a good job. He went out and got the big names, but then when you needed a little piece, he was good at looking at the analytics and saying, okay, this guy fits with what we have. I was hoping Bloom was going to be more of that. He hasn't appeared to be that to this point. Okay, so you wanted a little Dombrowski, a little bit more of Bloom, I guess, and then you come in the middle, that's Theo Epstein. I, I, I don't give him a pass, even though, hey, Dombrowski might have gotten rid of a bunch of guys on the farm. Yeah, good. You filled up those those spots, but you had a team last year that went 
to the ALCS and was two games from the World Series. This team this year, especially when you look at some of the contracts, you, you should have been going for it more. This shouldn't have been an empty, vacant spot at first base. Like, you can't be in August before you get a major league first baseman. Also, he's not, Dombrowski isn't the one that traded Mookie Betts. He's not the one that traded Benintendi. Like, he didn't give, he didn't can as much as the farm system as we think. Sure. Bloom, though, I think he was just pro- uh, projecting ahead. And he's like, you know, I don't know what he was thinking. My thought on Mookie Betts was, okay, this guy's going to want $400 million and... He's a younger, he's a short, he's a, uh, it's like a smaller player. And I don't know if he was fearing something similar to Dustin Pedroia if he gave him that money. Um, if he thought bets would maybe break down or his skills would erode faster or whatever. I never had a problem with him moving on from Mookie Betts. I didn't. I mean, they did go to the ALCS last year after Mookie Betts. They, they finished, they had bad seasons with Mookie Betts here. I was okay with that, but I just don't like the aggressiveness that he has showed since then. He's made good moves. I mean, guys have worked out. When he goes and gets aggressive, it feels like it works out. I mean, think about the guys that have worked out. Kike Hernandez, I don't care. I mean, this year was sort of a lost year. But with what he did last year in the playoffs, that worked out. Obviously, Kyle Schwarber worked out. A smaller sample, but did Tommy Pham work out? He homered tonight. Say that worked out. He's made moves that have worked. You know, um, you know, other guys have worked. So it's just go make more of those moves. Go get big name guys. You're the Red Sox. You know, you can go do that type of stuff. So marry the analytics with the money and the checkbook and go get some big name guys so you can win and you don't have a black hole at first base and in the bullpen. You should never have that. All right. We can continue to talk Red Sox here. I'm in for the late night show. A lot of Patriots thoughts to get to. A lot of football thoughts. Week one coming up. Patriots on their way. I think they're in Miami now. They went after practice today. We'll get to that. More on the Red Sox here. I'm Mark Dondero. This is WEI. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.